hey, I'm Rebecca, your host for Let's Have Tea podcast. This podcast is a time that you can come and listen and learn God's Word, study God's Word, and grow in God's Word as we wait upon Him. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 26 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. So why is the title of this podcast, Let's Have Tea? Because when you have a tea bag and it's in hot water, it makes strong tea. And the longer you wait for it, the longer you leave that tea bag in that hot water, the stronger it's going to be. And if we can learn God's Word, if we can gain some patience and grow that patience, whatever we face, we're going to be able to wait. And we're going to go through trials. We're going to grow through trials. But we have to learn to wait. There's power in the wait. And there's victory in the wait. So sit back and grab you a glass of hot coffee or hot tea, or as my husband would say, a big glass of Coke, and let's get together and study God's Word. Hey, hey, happy August. Hey, y'all. August 3rd, 2020. We are scooting right along. How many days until Christmas? I don't know. How many days has it been since Christmas? <laughs> like yeah. ten million. It's been it's been a unique year so far, hasn't it? It has. I am here with my husband and pastor, Tony Morian. This is Sunday's Monday. Glad we to are, be back. We are trying to find our rhythm. <laughs> and we I started podcast back in May. Yeah. And I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Still don't <laughs> but um you do know an a, amazing job. Know a whole lot about what I'm doing, but um it's just again finding that rhythm. And do you say that you have like a daily rhythm? I try to. And if you get knocked off that rhythm? My whole day is ruined. Okay, so that's where, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Things happen. Just sleep 10 minutes late and it's like the whole world's falling down around you. Um, yeah, so (laughs) this and that comes up and... So, anyhow... We in the middle of this pandemic that the world is going through. I hope it's not the middle. 
I hope it's in the end. You're right. We don't want to be in the middle of it. So tell me about your message yesterday. Well, I asked a question. And it was, you recorded here at home. Yes, I did. And put it on Facebook. I did. Because. Well, there are so many people that have tested positive that uh, we have to be cautious. Right here in our little In our neck of the woods. We have to be cautious, but we've got to use wisdom also. And I, well, actually, I don't want to take a chance and somebody else get sick, but also myself, because I'm a, I guess, a high-risk candidate. And I'm not saying that I'm afraid and God won't take care of me. But God also gives us the wisdom that we need to be able to do the right things. And that's one of the things that I've been dealing with. And I thought this message was for me. And then Friday night, Saturday morning, sometimes during the night, God said, no, it's for everybody. So what's the question? Who is God? And not just who is God, but who is God to you in your life? And I'm going to make it a little more personal. Not what God has done for you, but who is God in your life? And the scriptures that I read, is just, you know, they're so familiar. But I'm going to read them again if we can. And the first one is the very first scripture of the Holy Bible. It's the one that most people can quote, and I'm not going to try to quote it because I'm going to be reading out of my NLT, my New Living Translation. That's that's the Bible I really like to use. Uh, when I study, I try to study in, in my New King James and the NLT. But Genesis 1.1 in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was where everything was formed. Just That's, like in March 2nd, 1990 at 7 p.m. Yeah. Was the beginning of Tony and Rebecca Moran. Right. That's when it was formed. That was, that was, oh, the, the verse two says the earth was formless and empty and the darkness covered the deep waters and the scripture and the uh, spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. I love that. I absolutely love that verse. Yeah. It says uh, the, the, the Spirit of God, she just got chills all over I her body. I love that verse. The Spirit of God was just hovering, waiting. You know, like Satan, he's waiting on whom he can devour, but the Holy Spirit is just sitting there waiting on whom he can infill. But our second scripture that I used was uh, John. We, uh, we call him Big John. 
and uh, give me just a second and I'll be there. John 1, 1. And this is another one of those scriptures that really just speaks to you. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. So there in two scriptures, it tells us everything that we need to know about God. God, He He created everything on this earth. And then it says, in the beginning, the Word already existed, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So that's two things that we can really hold on to. It's two things that if we just really just focus on on what's happening around us, God created everything on this earth, and God was here way before the creation of anything and he was already here no matter what right well i think of the question that you ask who is god to you and i'm sure like when we went around on the day before easter right asking people what does the cross mean to you? Yeah. And I think we maybe interviewed 15 people, yeah. maybe. There was 15 different answers. Yeah. A absolutely. lot of them, you know, were similar. But they were different. But they were different. And I think if you ask 15 people, this same question who is God to you you're going to get different answers absolutely okay so if you would have asked somebody if you would have asked 15 people on January 1st 2020 who is God to you and then if you turned around and asked them again on August 1st 2020 who yeah. is God to you do you think those answers would change do you think I do you think they would see yeah. maybe january 1st who is god to you well you know it might be one tell me just give me an example well who is god to me on the first of january god is the one that takes care of everything god is he is everything. God is just everything. You know, and, and that's a good answer. God is everything. Right. Because He is. He right. is everything. But then you go through this pandemic. You go through people losing jobs. You go through people losing their house or their vehicles, having their, you know, their utilities cut off, being died, you know, having a positive diagnosis with this COVID-19 or somebody close to them yeah. you know a family member um, they I think they're going to see God their, their answer to that same question 
it's going to be different. Yeah. Can I give an example? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was asking. <laughs> because on August the 1st, if it's somebody that went through a time and and all of a sudden they found themselves, like so many thousands of people found themselves jobless. And then they said, God is my provider. Let me tell you what God has done. He took care of me through all this. God is, he is just uh, performing miracle after miracle. My kids didn't have anything. They didn't know what they was doing. And just out of the blue, somebody brought them what they needed. Well, think of somebody that possibly even, because we know people that's in ICU right now. Yeah. Because of Corona. And maybe they wouldn't have seen God as my healer on January 1st, but here on August 1st, September 1st. If they brought their mom or dad through it, and then the young person's always heard about about God through a grandparent, and then that grandparent had to stand on the Word of God, and now they're better, and there's so many people that has lost their life through it. Ooh, God is my my grandparents' provider. He, he's God is my my grandparents' healer. God is my grandparents' everything. And all of a sudden, or my aunt, or my uncle, or my mom, or my dad, or my brother, and my sister, God can really perform these miracles even today, two thousand and twenty years after. But just because God is my. family members, yeah. you know, healer. He's still your healer also. Absolutely. You may have not have been raised up off of that deathbed, but that benefit is still there. Absolutely. And and now it's it's so it's so neat because people can see it. And they can see it with their own eyes. Now we we know people that has gone on. Yeah. We know people that has died, and I hate it. You know, it breaks my heart. And you know, it's hard to answer that question. Well, so and so got healed, and and my loved one didn't. It's hard to answer that question when they say why. I can't answer that question, but I'm going to rejoice. We don't, we don't know why. No, but I'm going to rejoice at the miracles God has performed. And I'm not going to question the things that happen. I might, when I get to heaven, say, can you explain that to me now? Because I was puzzled this whole time. But God's will is God's will. And ultimately, you know, whatever God wants, that's what's going to happen. But I can tell you, I'm going to pray for those miracles until if somebody is sick. I'm going to pray until they take their very last breath. Because I believe our God my God is a miracle-performing God. So I'm going to pray that way. So would you say God is my director? He directs my steps? He leads and guides God us. is my leader? Yeah. He God is my us. teacher? Teaches us daily. That's just like that spirit that was hovering over that water, that dark water of deep. That same spirit hovers, is 
hovering right now. That's right. Even right here in our house, where we're recording this, that same spirit is here. And we, if we will allow that spirit, that spirit will help us get through things. Just, it's just, I can't that even you explain. You yourself that. could not physically, humanly get through. No. And there's a, a poem. I'm not sure who the author is. And it's footsteps yeah you know it talks about I look back and there were no footprints there was only one set of footprints and that was because he carried us through that yeah and I mean that's still true today right right and I'm gonna uh, confess and you know this and a lot of people they're listening to hear this but uh, these past few weeks have been tough on me because of the fear and I know we're not supposed to be scared and I know you know my hands have never been so clean even though they're dry because I wash them so much but my hands have never been so clean because I'm I'm taking every precaution I can well and we have to yeah but we can't operate in a spirit of fear because that means we've opened the door for the enemy to operate that's right so and it's taken me about three weeks to be able to to say that with my mouth and to to say okay i need you to help me with this yeah well like i was telling somebody i don't know somebody come (laughs) by or we might have been on the phone i don't i was talking to someone i was talking to another lady and i said well you know there's she was talking about sending her children back to school. She says, am I wrong for wanting to do the virtual learning? Yeah. And I said, well, if, you know, if I was in your shoes, I would be doing virtual learning. And she said, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally scared to see, and, and her children are, um. They're not small. No, I think junior high and high school yeah and and there's lots lots of parents in that same place right they're not small kids no but they're still concerned so and like i told her i said there's two kinds of fear yeah there's a healthy fear you know you tell your child you don't run out you know you always hold my hand when we're you know walking or in a parking lot, you know, walking into a store because there's that, you know, healthy fear, I want to keep you safe. Yeah. But then on the flip side, there is an unhealthy fear, you know, that you get, you can get overwhelmed with that fear where you live in fear and you're just paralyzed by it. Yeah. And I would have to uh I would have to say that it was so easy for me to slip off into that second part. You were dragging me down. Yeah. 
I'm and that's why I had to snatch you up by the nap of the neck real quick. But that healthy fear, if it's if it goes too long, it it becomes unhealthy. If a healthy fear goes too long, yeah, because you dwell in that, and the devil just messes your mind. With, well, that's what happened to me. And I was taking all precautions. Well, you can take precautions. I mean, we have to. God gives yeah. us wisdom. Yeah. You know, but wash it, your hands. Right. Don't don't go in Walmart, grab a buggy, and lick your finger like I have seen this one lady. God love her. <laughs> bless her little heart. Took that mask off. We were trying to get... I was getting bananas. and She was trying to get some onions. I and, remember it. I just needed a, a little plastic bag. Well, you know, we're supposed to social distance, so she had a mask on. I did not have a mask on. This was probably two months ago where masks were there wasn't mandated optional if you wanted to wear a mask. And she was struggling. And I'm just like, I just can you scoot over where I can, you know, <laughs> safely get my I mean I wasn't scared of her. I just didn't, because, I mean, she's decked out in protective gear. You didn't want to invade her I didn't want to get into her six feet of privacy or whatever. So, I'm waiting. And there was not another roll of bags anywhere as close. Because this was when all the groceries was going away. So, I'm standing there, and I'm just like, just kind of like, rub it between your fingers. You know, I'm thinking to myself. Yeah. (laughs) She struggled, and she picked, and she... Took her mask off, licked her fingers, <laughs> and got it open. Because that's the way it always works. And then put that mask right back on. Yeah. And I'm thinking, God bless you. <laughs> but, you know, so we're, we're washing our hands. We're not, you know, you're not letting your children, it's the healthy, the healthy fear. You're not letting your children... You know, get into harm's way, right? Yeah. Um, so you're washing your hands. You're washing their hands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just precautions. Yeah. God gives you wisdom. Walk in that wisdom. But then there comes the unhealthy fear, or you're consumed by it. Let me elaborate on that just a little bit because I. Uh, I'm always quick, and I, I call and say, hey, do you need anything? I'm going by the grocery store, and I can run in. I put my mask on. I clean my hands. I uh, use the wipey things. And then all of a sudden, when I'm in there, because in the beginning, you know, if I would sneeze or something, you know, everybody would just, you know, stay away, cough or anything like that. They would just stay away. And I'd, then I became conscious of it. And then I found myself going down a path that I didn't realize I was going down because I was overly cautious and then it became it became a, a place where I didn't even realize it was unhealthy well the, the enemy can lead you you know you're doing everything you can but then yeah. you know you can become obsessed with this healthy fear now, we are not um, trained uh, <laughs> counselors or, or, or anything in the medical field or 
Um, so please don't hold us accountable, but the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And I saw you literally just like in quicksand going down. And I use that example all the time. And But he couldn't recognize it That's right. in the moment that he was in. And That's right. Hey, what's wrong? Nothing. Are you okay? Yes. And I'm thinking, I know you ain't. <laughs> and so his... I don't even know the word was affecting me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I have been there. I am not going back. So I had to know my God is my redeemer. Yeah. My God is my (laughs) savior and my God is going to help me pull you up out of the pit it is it is important to be able to answer this question and when I asked you this question it was Friday night I asked you this question or was it Saturday night Not on Saturday it night. was Saturday night and when I asked you I mean you was right on you was waiting on it God is my redeemer and I said, wow. Well, I know him as my redeemer. I mean, he has yeah. redeemed me from depression, from anxiety, from that fear, from the unhealthy fear. God is my healer because I nearly died. 20-something years ago. I don't even know how long it's been now. <laughs> well, uh, we're in August. 26. Yeah, well, about 25 about 25. 25 and a half. Um, he has taken care of you so many times, and I watched it. And, you know, he is my deliverer. You know, I was delivered from depression and just the darkness that, that it... So that's why I'm like, I'm not... You're not pulling me down in that pit. I see the signs. I I, I see the, the the blinking caution lights. You know I'm not going. And so yes, I know him as my personal savior. Yeah. My personal healer, my personal redeemer, my personal deliverer, my personal protector. You've got a personal relationship with God Almighty. But until you choose to make him, to make God personable, he's not just someone that sits in this big chair, you know, with this, you know, rod in his hand and, oh, I'm going to zap you down if you, you know. No, that's not, that's not who... So you don't he's think a he's, loving father. You don't think he's sitting there like Santa Claus does in the big, beautiful chair? Well, I mean, I don't, I'm <laughs> sure it's a beautiful chair. But he don't have that staff and going to hit us with it. You know, he's... He's going to show get that this, We get this. Now, is he... Will he um, show us... Sternness? 
and um, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say. Um, you know, when we need it, but when we're in the dark pits of depression, you know, he's not gonna condemn us because we're there. Well, if you had to listen to me, you know, he's gonna stretch out his hand and say, let me help you up. Yeah. I can remember the first time that I heard and it was being prayed over you. The Father is a loving Father. And He's very proud of it, of the things you've done. And I can, I can just look at the Father, at God. I can look and see Him saying, I am proud of the things that you have done. And that right there, you know, He's, he's not going to keep count of the bad things. When you ask for the forgiveness... And, and and all those sins are washed away. He's not thinking about the bad things He's that you've done. Forgotten about it. He's forgotten. It's us that keeps bringing it up. And, and that's one of the things that when we understand who God is in our life, that helps us to understand. You know, I think of people, you know, that's maybe... Um, maybe their their husband passed away yeah so you know now it's just an older lady and she's just trying to make it you know on her own now and you know then there's times that maybe money gets tight and they think oh and, and god he he sent me so and so, and they come by, and you know, slip two hundred dollars in my hand, and that's exactly what I needed to pay the light bill. Right. But are we giving God? Are we seeing God as our provider, or are we seeing that person? Oh, so and so. As our provider. You know they they've got the money, so. You know, I yeah. needed a job. Ooh, I needed a job. I got out of jail and 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 I needed a job real bad. And I, I, I talked to so and so and they they got me. So did God do you see God as your provider or do you see that person? Oh so and so. Yeah. You know Because a lot of times we give so and so the credit. Well or and God I've ought heard, to get the credit. You know, I've heard many people say, um, I mean, and we, we know people that is, is there right now at St. Jude's. Right. But they, the, they want to focus, and St. Jude's is a great place. It is. You know, many of, of lives have been saved there. Right. God is my healer. Right. God gave those doctors and nurses and medical teams the you know the wisdom and the knowledge, you know, or, and the ability to learn. Yes, I've heard over and over, you know, well, I had that I had that double pneumonia and I went to so and so doctor and who he 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 got me all fixed up. 
God is my healer. I went to that big fancy hospital up up in the city. They took care of me. So, but God, you know who's behind that? You know, you get you paint yourself in a corner, and you know with bad choices or you know just trying to keep up with whoever, and then you know, okay, well, do we fall bankruptcy or do we, you know, what what do we do? And then somebody's placed in your life that can, you know, help you by however, whatever means. You know, did that person, you know, mm-hmm. is God your supplier? Is yeah. God your, you know, your where your provision comes from? So, I mean, you can look at it several different ways. I, I think about that story I've told it two or three times in different places. And it's that story when that uh, lady would go out and praise God and then their neighbor would come out and just cuss up a storm. And, and she went out one morning and she said, God, you know my needs. I don't have any groceries. I need some groceries. And God, you know that I'm going to starve if I don't get them. And she was praying this out loud on her front porch. And her neighbor, the one that was always a hollering and a cussing and mocking, he went and bought her some groceries and come back and put them on the floor, uh, on her front porch and knocked on her door. And then he went home, hurried home. And when she come out, she started praising God. Ooh, glory, glory, glory. And then her neighbor said, Huh, see there, that wasn't God doing that. I doing that. And she said, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You using the devil to bless me. Mm-hmm. But she looked at it as God provided. That's right. He, that's right. And so, you know, think about it. You know, maybe you had one of those, oh, God moments today. And maybe you had one of those, whoo, I got out of that one. You know, who's behind that? You know? Who is God, the our blessings The Spirit is hovering over us. Yeah. Meeting those needs. But yep. so many times, you know, we, we don't give God the credit. And when you asked me that question, I, and, I, and I looked at you, and I'm like, do you need more? Not being <laughs> boastful because, you know, but it's like, You've done been he's to my where source. Yeah. I mean, you can meet, you know, you, a paycheck and planted my flowers and mowed the grass, you know. But when it comes down to my life source... God. Yeah. That's right. I want to read these two verses again in Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep water, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. The same way he does now. Who is God to you? Who is God to me? I'm going to say you have gone through 
trial after trial after trial. And until we understand who God is to us, we will never understand just how powerful our God is for us. Because I'm learning. You know, we... I'm 50 years old, and I'm still learning just how powerful our God is. And those moments, man, God... Lord, you knocked my socks off, you know? Yeah. Just wait, you know? I'm going to do it quicker (laughs) the next time, you know? Because that's... We're going to see... Instead of looking for that doctor, looking for that lawyer, looking for that whoever it is, you know, to meet that need, we're going to go straight to God because He is our healer, He is our redeemer, He is our protector, He is our provider, deliverer. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Yeah. So, you know, if if, if maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well... You know, ask yourself, you know, who is God to me? What what has God, this year, what has God done? Yeah. That's a perfect, that's the perfect question. If you haven't got sick, praise God. God is my healer. Right. Protector. Protector. You know, he's, he's keeping you healthy. God is my... You know, my shelter when people were, you know, being evicted or losing their home or uh, their job. He, he, he is your financial provider. Right. So just, you know, look around and... See what God is doing. That's right. Because so many times, and I have to say this, it was... Um, I don't remember, what day was it? Last Monday? No. Was it last Monday? Tuesday? And I sent you a text and I said, I'm praying that you have a good day or I forgot how I said it. And that moment, God said, tell him just to open his eyes. Of faith. Eyes of faith. Eyes of faith. And... I'm like, I can't tell him that because he's going to th- think I said that. <laughs> that must have been on a Monday. It was. And it then was I listened Monday. to a um, a teaching, and on, it was on a YouTube um, channel, and that's what she was talking about. When we open our eyes of faith, and I'm like, <laughs> you got to listen to this. <laughs> so, you know, just open your eyes. Yeah. I'm going to encourage you to open your eyes of faith to try to answer that question and write your answer down. Who is God to you? Think about yourself at the first of the year, January 1, 2020. How would you have answered that question? And then here we are, August 3rd, 2020. Several people's lives have been turned upside down, all around. How 
will you answer that question different now? Or would you answer it different? Do you see God as a provider, a healer, a deliverer? Or do you just see God as something more powerful and created the earth? And there's nothing wrong with either one of them. But there's a difference in each one of them. He's a more than enough God. And, you know, I think of, when you know, in school when you were little. And, you know, the class, I can remember this one class. It's one teacher we had. If everybody made 100 on their spelling test, or maybe it was whoever made 100 on their spelling test, they got a sucker, like one of the, had the Tootsie Roll or whatever in the middle. What is the, what is this called? A Tootsie Roll pop. How many yeah. licks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll pop? Yeah, something like yeah. that. And, you know, at first it was just a, a couple of people. And then everybody started really studying those spelling words. <laughs> and... You know, and then all of a sudden, now it's the whole class. And so, you want to do your best, but you also want to get that test turned in quick enough because you don't want her to, you know, we didn't want her to run out of suckers, out of those treats. And we don't have to think God is that way. Right. You know, oh, well, he's done, he's done give out all the good stuff. Hmm. You know, no. It's an endless supply. That's right. So who is God to you? I'm not sure how to answer it yet. And I'm just being honest. I know he's my provider. He has taken care of us for so many years. I know he's my healer. I watched him perform a miracle in your life. 20 something but you're years putting ago. this all on me but I, I saw him who I know is that. he in my life right. that's what I said that's a, that's a process that I'm still working through because I know what he can do he fed when Jesus broke the bread had five loaves and two fish he fed 5,000 men not counting the women and children I know what he can do. The Bible is full of it. So should we maybe just discuss this off air? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sometimes we just have to open our eyes and look through the lens of faith and declare he is my healer. He is my healer. He is my provider. He is my director. He is my protector. He is my deliverer. Because sometimes, if we haven't seen it for ourselves, maybe it's because our eyes aren't open. All the way. We're looking through, what do they call that, tunnel vision? And we're only thinking about those things that we know about. God might swoop in from over here, and your peripheral, you've got it turned off. Yeah, because we're looking straight ahead. Right. We're not looking at the whole picture. So, yeah, I can tell you that God in these last few weeks, God has 
has really uh, dealt with me on a on a deeper level, and that's sort of what this is. Who is God to me? So on a deeper level, as God starts to really minister to me and helps me understand who He is in my life, I think it's going to take us to a different place not only in our relationship with me and you, and not only my relationship with me and God through Jesus, but a relationship that I can share with the world because I'm going to realize who God is in my life. And then if somebody asks me that question, I'll be able to give those answers like you have, or you did. You've had that experience with God. Does that make sense? Perfectly. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Anything you want to close with? Just answer that question for yourself. Who is God in your life? The way I ended the other day, on yesterday, on Sunday, is the Bible says that God says, I am that great I am. And when we realize that God is the I am, there's nothing else we need to worry about because God is. He just is. That's right. There's no comeback for that. (laughs) Y'all have a great afternoon. Have a good Sunday's Monday. And until next time, let's Let's have have tea. tea.